What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Friday, December 13th. Hopefully, all you guys have had a great week up until now. Hopefully, you've been working hard. You've been grinding hard. You've been putting in the hours. You're trying to reach your 10,000 hours so you can reach your ultimate destination and goals. But hopefully, you guys are all good, man. And first and foremost, I just want to give a huge um, shout out, prayers, and condolences to John Wall's mother, um, Francis Pulley, who I believe passed away this morning. And man, that just sucks, man. Shout out to John Wall. Um, the league definitely misses him, but he lost his mom. I know he was real close with his mom. I remember he gave a speech about his mom a while back, but it's, you know, I'm praying for him and his family. Anybody else dealing with the loss of a loved one, I'm praying for y'all. I'm sending my condolences to y'all. So just rest in peace to Miss Pulley. But moving on though. So tonight on this Friday, the 13th in December, we had a double header. On ESPN, that featured the Lakers in the Heat, the first game and the second game that's still going on right now, where are the, excuse me, the Los Angeles Clippers at the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I want to talk about the first game because you guys know I am a Miami Heat fan just because Jimmy Butler plays with them, but I'm also a Lakers supporter because I'm from Southern California. I'm not a fan, I'm a supporter. Notice what I said there. I'm a supporter. I just like seeing the Lakers do good. So the two teams faced off today, and man, it was a lot at stake going into this game. First and foremost, the Heat. We're our current or before this game, shall I say, we're actually 11 and 0 at home. They're undefeated at home up until this point in the season, and the Lakers are 12 and 0 outside of Staples Center. I believe they lost the first game to the Clippers. They lost another game to the Raptors, and I forget they lost another game. I forget who they played though. Um, and yeah, so the Lakers had three losses. They went to this game with a 22 and 3 record. The Heat headed into this game with the 18 and 6 record. So, the final score ended up being the Lakers won by three points and a score that was 113 to 110. But let me get into this box score real quick. So, for the Miami Heat, Myers Leonard had five points, one assist. Jimmy Butler had 23 points, three assists, three rebounds, four steals. Duncan Robinson had nine points, three rebounds. Um, Kendrick Nunn had 16 points, seven assists, two rebounds, and two steals. Chris Silva had six points, one rebound, and one block. Kelly Olenek had 15 points, 3 assists, and 6 rebounds. Derrick Jones Jr. had 17 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals. And Tyler Hero had 7 points, 1 assist, and 3 rebounds. And for the Lakers, Anthony Davis had 33 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds, and 3 blocks. LeBron James had 28 points, 12 assists, 9 rebounds, 1 steal. JaVale McGee had 9 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds, 1 steal, and 5 blocks. Danny Green had 9 points, 1 assist, 2 rebounds, and 1 block. Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 15 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. Avery Bradley had 10 points and 4 rebounds. Dwight Howard had 4 points and 8 rebounds. Jared Dudley added 3 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds, and 2 steals. And Alex Caruso had 2 points and 1 rebound. So, the game started off with a Jimmy Butler steal and dunk. Um, I believe the Heat started out with, I believe, a score that started out to be 5-0. to zero. Um, And Kendrick Nunn also caught a vicious body on JaVale McGee. I think, ja I want to say Kendrick Nunn is somewhere around 6'2", 6'3"-ish. And he literally took JaVale McGee off the dribble. And it looked like JaVale was going to block it. But Kendrick Nunn got up and just rose on him and dunked on him with the left hand. And that was a nasty, nasty dunk. Um, but... The thing that's missing with this Miami Heat team is the lack of length. They have everything else. They have a good power forward. They have an all-star max contract type of dude and Jimmy Butler who's clutch. They have shooters and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, Kelly Olenek, 
um, Myers Leonard, Bam Adebayo starting to develop a shot, but they don't have multiple rebounders. Right now, they only have really Bam Adebayo. Like, Myers Leonard will get you some rebounds here and there, but their most consistent rebounder is probably Bam Adebayo as of right now, and they need another one. And we're going to get into who I think that he should get into a second, but the size mismatch was clear for the Lakers. With Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and Anthony Davis, they were getting rebounds whenever they wanted to. And actually, I believe the Lakers had... They finished, the Lakers actually finished with 14 offensive rebounds, and it was evident, and that was the thing that honestly killed the Heat at the end of this game. But, so that was noticeable. But also, the Heat, since they were so small, they went into like a 3-2 zone matchup, uh, shall I say, that pretty much they ran a zone, and anytime the Lakers, you know, moved the ball more than probably, say, three or four times in that zone, they would then match up. And also, when Anthony Davis got the ball in the post, they would double-team him immediately because they had no size against him. Like, they couldn't they couldn't put Bam there because Bam would get into foul trouble. Myers Leonard they couldn't put there because he would get into foul trouble. So, most of the game, it was between Derrick Jones Jr., who's like probably like four to five inches shorter than Anthony Davis, and Jimmy Butler, who's probably about the same, four or five inches shorter than Anthony Davis. And so, they had to double-team him. They only double-teamed him when he was in the post, but he was killing tonight, too. So, that was a noticeable thing. LeBron. Boy, was he hot this entire game, but he started getting it going early in the first quarter. He hit a, a nasty three that pretty much was just evident for the Heat that pretty much just put him down. And again, the Lakers size mismatch was just everything, but Anthony Davis was just too nasty. LeBron actually threw him a lob that pretty much AD caught with one hand and just dunked over. I forget what a Heat defender it was or who it was, but Anthony Davis caught that and had no regards for human life and just dunked and baptized somebody. It was so nasty. You guys got to go see that. And the thing that I was most impressed about being a Heat fan was the play of Derrick Jones Jr. Again, he comes off the bench. Um, he barely play. I mean, he does play consistently, but he doesn't play a lot, shall I say. Like, he, he'll play consistent minutes but he played a lot of minutes tonight he played really well whether it was defensively rebounding he blocked a couple of shots he had a, a couple of steals he had a nasty breakaway dunk Derrick Jones Jr. probably played one of his better games that he's had since he's played for the Miami Heat organization but moving on to the second quarter again the Heat every time LeBron went out the game they mostly played in that 3-2 zone to you know um shall I say annihilate Anthony Davis to get him outside of his comfort zone and outside of what he was trying to do and he also forced a lot of turnovers of course Jimmy Butler is second in the league when it comes to steals right now and that was evident he was doing a lot of damage defensively he was creating a lot of mishaps for the Lakers LeBron had seven turnovers in the first half alone seven turnovers that's credit to Jimmy Butler that's credit to the entire Miami Heat defense for just being in his grill and reading passing lanes and just forcing him into tough spaces and the Heat capitalized on it for the most part honestly they were forcing turnovers and you know stop me if you guys haven't heard this before but the Heat were also forcing Rajon Rondo to shoot shots like say Rondo was in the game and they had somebody else there they would just double whoever else was there they would really force Rondo to make shots and give credit to Rondo because I think he knocked down one tonight, but Rondo definitely has improved his jumper since he's came into the league for however many years he's been in the league now, since forever. But he wasn't hitting tonight that much. Again, I think he only had one knockdown three-point shot, but he did a pretty good job with nullifying him too. Um, but another thing, as a Heat fan, they they put in a lineup of Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olynyk, and Chris Silva. 
that was very efficient. They went on a couple big-time runs. I think the main run that they went on was a 12-2 run against the Lakers. That was very effective. If you don't know who Chris Silva is, I believe he's in his first year in the NBA. He was a four-year player out of South Carolina under a great head coach in Frank Martin. Duncan Robinson, again, another player that was actually played D3 basketball. John Beeline, when he was the head coach at Michigan, found him. Duncan Robinson played for the Wolverines, and so now he's killing two. And Kelly Olynyk's been in the league for a few years now, or playing, um, coming out of Gonzaga. I believe he played with the Celtics for a minute, and now he's in Miami. But that lineup of Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olynyk, and Chris Silva was all around just super, super efficient. And that was a key lineup in this game to keep the Heat in this game in the second quarter. Moving on, though. Anthony Davis, when LeBron went out the game, because we all know LeBron is one of the greatest passers of all time, if not the greatest passer of all time, up there with like the Pistol Peets, the Larry Birds, the Magic Johnsons, the Steve Nashes. But when LeBron goes out the game, Anthony Davis has a tendency to shoot and force some very tough shots. And he was doing that tonight a lot. Even though we'll talk about in a second, he got very, very hot in the second half. When LeBron went out in the first half for the Lakers and Anthony Davis was in the game pretty much not by himself, but without his fellow all-star and all-time great player, he was forcing a lot of difficult shots that I don't really think that he should have taken because as great, you know, Anthony Davis is the type of player, he can get any shot that he wants to off at any moment in a given game. And so I just feel like some of the shots he was just taking were just bad. Like he was taking step back jumpers and fadeaways and those are shots that he can hit. But I just feel like at that time and moment in the game, he didn't really need to take them. And again, I am a Heat fan, but I'm also very uh, objective. I don't really interfere with stuff like that, especially because I do a podcast, but it is what it is. Even though I did want to see the Heat win, I keep it real. So that was that. And then the Heat actually were got into the bonus with 245 left in the first half, and that was a real big plus for them. They were getting to the line pretty much after that for a couple different times. And another thing, of course, Rajon Rondo, he was dropping a couple dimes. He had a nasty dime to KCP. KCP gave it to Rondo on the wing, and then he did like a fake uh, screen, and then he did a cut and dove to the basket, and Rondo gave him a, a nasty dime. It was a laser. You know, he had to fit a, a not a, a, just a nasty dime to KCP for easy layup. And then also, he got the ball in transition, and he found LeBron for an one that could have been a charge, but the refs gave him a block, and it ended up being an and one for LeBron. And Rondo, we all know Rondo's going to, forever be another all-time great passer and that's what he was doing tonight and then ad hit a corner three that was a big time three at the end of the first half and then at the end of the first half the heat led by a score of 59 to 51 and at the half the lakers also had 10 turnovers and then in the third quarter in the second half jimmy of course got a nasty nice steal playing the passing lanes we all know he's very disruptive in those and he threw up a nice lob to kendrick nunn and it's crazy because kendrick nunn honestly he doesn't even look that bouncy but don't let that fool you. He has some very, very sneaky and quiet athleticism, but he was loud with that dunk that Jimmy Butler threw to him. And then JaVale McGee. The third quarter was one of the best JaVale McGee quarters I've ever seen him play. And I've watched JaVale McGee for years now. When he came into the league and played with the Washington Wizards, all up until this point, I've seen a lot of JaVale McGee games. And that third quarter tonight was one of his best performances I've ever seen him play. He had two early blocks on Bam Adebayo, even though Bam was kind of hesitant on both those moves that he did. JaVale still blocked the shots. He had a nasty dunk off of LeBron alley-oop, and he had um, an and one too, and JaVale was just playing really, really good. And then Bron had a couple nasty dunks. He had a, a nasty dunk that was off a sideline feed, um, sideline out-of-bounds play where pretty much no help came. Jimmy Butler was trailing him. LeBron got pretty much a head start and took it off and just went and dunked it ferociously. We all know LeBron does. And then Bron 
again, he the third quarter, he started to heat up as well. He had a deep three. Like LeBron, I got to give him a lot of credit. His jump shot has elevated pretty much every single season that he's been in the league. But this year, his jumper looks more consistent than it's ever been since he's been in the league since 2003. Like, honestly, LeBron looks like the best shooting form of LeBron that we've seen in a you know ever honestly to be honest with you i think i don't think he's been shooting better than this and what he's doing right now i don't know about the percentages i don't know about the stats or anything like that but the way he's shooting the ball it's a different level of confidence for lebron right now and he's just he has no hesitation when he's shooting it and then he hit that three to tie the game at 65 and then the heat called a timeout and then the ad man this dude anthony davis of course he's 611 almost seven foot he hit a nasty corner three then the lakers took the lead and JaVale had a nasty, nasty dunk. Pretty much that that pretty much hurt the heat. And then Jared Dudley came out of nowhere. He was doing a lot of different things. Jared Dudley had a couple different threes. He made some few hustle plays. He had a few good defensive stops. He had a play where it looked like Bam Adebayo was going to throw a nice um, corner pass. So I forget who it was, but Jared Dudley came in and intercepted it and got the Lakers off to a transition bucket. And Jared Dudley was just effective. Like the Lakers didn't have Kyle Kuzma tonight due to the fact that I believe he hurt his ankle. And then the Heat also didn't have Goran Dragic and um, Justice Winslow. I forget what they ha- what happened to them. And also Deion Waiters is suspended again this year. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But getting back to the game, though, of course, Jared Dudley played really good. And then Jimmy Butler. Of course, we all know Jimmy Butler is my favorite player, and he was getting to it again. They had Danny Green on him for the majority of the game, and he was just doing whatever he wanted. Him or KCP, Jimmy would just ISO. He would get a screen. He was doing whatever he wanted with the Rock, and it was too easy for him. Honestly, like Jimmy Butler, he's not the greatest three-point shooter. He still needs to you know, up his shooting percentages when it comes to that. But when he gets in the mid-range and when he gets to the rack, it's too easy for him. He's just too strong. He's too big, and people just don't know how to stop him. And the one thing, again, he's just great at creating contact and getting to the foul line. I think the only player that's better than, than Jimmy Butler when it comes to getting to the free throw line is James Harden. And James Harden shoots a, a ton of free throws, but Jimmy Butler lives off that free throw line. That's exactly what happened in that third quarter. And the Lakers finished off that third quarter with a score of 88-85. to 85. And in the fourth quarter, where things got really tough, tight, and contested. I'm not going to lie to you. LeBron came out the gate, and the Lakers were on fire. I think they went on like a 7-0 run in the first two minutes of the fourth quarter, and the Heat were leading by, I believe, like 6 or 7. I think it was 9, actually, to be honest with you. LeBron hit a triple, and the Heat turned it over. And the, the Heat turnovers, they had a couple of turnovers in that first, fourth quarter to begin the fourth, and it was pretty much the Lakers' best offense. Like, the Heat would throw a turnover, and the Lakers would get out on transition and get an easy bucket, and it was killing them. And then the Heat called a timeout, and then towards the end of the quarter, because the quarter was very tightly contested, I want to say like the last two to three minutes in this game, the Heat were down eight points. And then Kendrick Nunn hits a three, and then they get a stop, and then Duncan Robinson comes down and hits another big three. And then Nunn... Hits another three. He he walks down because the Lakers were up three at the time. Kendrick Nunn gets the ball. They put it in his hands. He pretty much walks up onto the three-point line with probably about a little bit less than two minutes left. He rises up. He shoots it. The game is tied. Or no, they were down. Excuse me. The Lakers were up four at the time. And then Kendrick Nunn comes down, shoots a three. They're down one now. The Heat are down one. The score was 111 to 110. Then KCP gets fouled. He goes one of two at the free throw line. And then Anthony Davis tips the ball. He misses the second one. Anthony Davis tips the ball in the air. Then the Lakers get the offensive rebound, sadly. And KCP goes to the line. And that's my biggest thing right here. This is the main reason why the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, and whoever is affiliated with the front office and general management for this team and organization 
need to trade for Kevin Love ASAP. No Rocky. They need another solid rebounder. Kevin Love will get you that rebound. KCP was at the line and he went one of two. And I know how great of a rebounder that Anthony Davis is, but when you're in that type of situation, you have to box out Anthony Davis. Like you cannot give him any breathing room to even fill out the ball. And I know it kind of took a lucky bounce toward the Lakers, but still Kevin Love is getting that rebound. I guarantee you, I've seen him get too many clutch rebounds for too many years now. And that's why we need another big time rebounder. Cause if we would have got that rebound, it would have been a two point game. We would have had the ball with eight seconds left, but instead KCP goes back to the free throw line. He hits one of two, and then the Lakers lead 113 to 100 to 110. Excuse me. The Heat call a timeout, and then Jimmy Butler, he gets a great look. The Heat drop. Eric Spoelstra draws a, a great sidelines out of bounds play. They're taking out the ball in front of the Lakers bench, between the Lakers bench and the half court line. Right. Jimmy Butler comes from the opposite wing. He gets a screen set by I believe it was Duncan Robinson. He goes over the screen. LeBron tries to cut him off. LeBron falls because Jimmy Butler pretty much runs him over. Jimmy gets it in the corner. He catches it in the corner. He raises up. Anthony Davis almost blocks it. He raises up. He pump fakes. He takes one side dribble to his left. Jimmy shoots it, and then he misses it. And I know Jimmy Butler is one of the most clutch players in the league, but sometimes you're not going to hit them all. And he missed it, and the Lakers ended up escaping this game with the score, uh, winning this game, a score of 113 to 110 in Miami. The Lakers continue their dominant, dominant season start. They've been killing the entire league this entire season up to this point. And the Heat... Still don't sleep. They fall to 18 and 7, but they're still in a very good path. Um, and yeah, they should they should be solid. I'm not worried about this heat loss because even though I'm I've been saying that we're missing one all-star type of player, whether it's Drew Holiday, whether it's Victor Oladipo, or whether it's Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love is probably the best fit because if you get Kevin Love and you can play him alongside Bam Adebayo, and then you can bring Myers Leonard off the bench, and then Myers Leonard gives us a whole new dimension when it comes to bench play, and that's what we need. Now, I think Kevin Love, even though his contract is very, very crazy, I think we can afford it if we just trade the right the way, if we just trade the right pieces away to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but we'll be all right though, but some team stats that also stuck out to me. The Lakers out-rebounded us 51-34. to 34. Plus 17 for the Lakers on the boards was probably the biggest difference in this game. Lakers, again, they have 14 offensive rebounds. That just cannot happen. There's no way that cannot happen. Like, there's just no excuse for that. As much as I love this Heat team, you cannot let another team get 14 offensive rebounds. It's just, it's just not a recipe to winning games. Lakers also had 19 turnovers and still won this game. And the Heat only had 8 and lost the game. So that tells you pretty much everything you need to know that the Lakers are just too stacked with talent when it comes to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then the Lakers, which this is a pretty much even category, the Lakers finished with 52 points in the paint and the Heat have 50 points in the paint. So they're pretty much even in that statistic. But moving on though, the Heat's next game is tomorrow, 12-14 at Dallas versus the Mavericks, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and um, Rick Carlisle out in Dallas. And the Lakers' next game is actually Sunday, 12-15 at Atlanta versus Trey Young, Kevin Huerter, and the Atlanta Hawks. So that should be a couple good games for you guys to tune into. But that was a really good game. I was happy that it was a Friday night in Miami, big-time game, you know, nasty televised game. All the stars were there, DJ Khaled, Gucci Mane, his wife, Lil Wayne. I seen a whole bunch of people. Um, J-Lo was there. So good atmosphere, good game, a good win for the Lakers. Tough loss for my heat, but we'll bounce back. It's one game out of 82. I'm not worried about us at all, even though, again, I still think we're one, just one, one Kevin Love piece away 
from making the NBA Finals. Honestly, like the the Lakers are one of the best teams in the league right now, if not the best team in the league right now. A lot of people say it's between them and the Bucks right now when it comes to just playing the best brand of basketball right now. But we took them all the way down to the wire at home, missing Goran Dragic and Justice Winslow. That should tell you a lot, even though the Lakers didn't have Kyle Kuzma. But still, I'm telling you, we just need another big-time power forward. It could even be LaMarcus Aldridge, who's on the trade block down in San Antonio. But I think Kevin Love just fits better with this team, so we'll see. But again, as always, shout to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out all their content, all their fire, great content. I do the college basketball blocks for Nuts and Bolts Sports, but go check out their podcast. Their podcast network features a whole bunch of great podcasts, including mine. With that being said, though, as always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a beautiful and lovely rest of your weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Have some peace, relaxation, and good times this weekend. And I'll talk to you guys soon. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.